This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus reward registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Okay, welcome to another episode of Forever Bristol City podcast. Well, Watford went into this game, no wins in four. We went into it, no losses in three. And you know what the outcome was? Uh, Because it finished Watford 2, City 0. For my part, I've seen City play worse and actually win. But the scoreline doesn't lie. And City, even now that top half of the table, is looking... uh, a little bit of a stretch when you look at the remaining uh, games. Joining me are my regular cohorts on here, Mark and Ian, as I normally do with you guys. Um, if you can just, you first, Mark, give me 30 seconds reflective look on the game. Over to you. Uh, generally, City play well against uh, m- uh, potentially much classier opponents, 62% possession and some of the, the best chances and were just let down by poor finishing, a great goalkeeper in Daniel Backman and the woodwork. The two goals that we conceded were poor, but there were lots of bright spots, including the introduction of Alex, Alex Scott in the second half. And, and one of his one of his moves, he took out three, three players, was, was a joy to behold. So, shame we lost, but lots of bright spots there. And on to Sheffield United, another tough game on Tuesday. Mm, mm. Ian, do you share Mark's uh, enough bright spots there? I mean, I said we've played worse and won matches this season, but what's what's your view in summary? Yeah, I think I think that's as well as we've played all season away from home over 90 minutes. The only time I've, I felt we lost the plot a little bit is those final two substitutions uh that you know the the one where viner went off because he had a bit of a, a minor groin niggle according mm-hmm. to Nigel pearson so uh yeah I was, I was happy enough with the performance it's that lack of it's that nearly man thing it's the lack of a cutting edge in the penalty area not the final third we got enough where we created enough chances um I can talk you through the two goals later on, but first one was a circus. Second one went much better. An error. Max half, half threw it in the net. I mean, I don't know whether he was unsighted, but no, I mean, all in all, we we a good performance. I thought strong performances from our midfield. And if you would have told me uh, at the start of the season with their parachute payments that we'd go up to Watford and have 62% possession, which is probably worked against us a little bit because we don't mm. tend to win games when we haven't got a lot of possession, uh, when we've got too much possession. Yeah. Uh, but we had 11 shots, six on target. We got seven corners, all more than them. And we, had, we gave away less fouls. So, you know, you, you can't say it wasn't a positive performance, but unfortunately, it's about goals. And we didn't, and not for the first time this season, we didn't get the goals. That our performance deserved. Deserved, no. Yeah, and against um, and, and against such a low tempo Watford side, they were almost I wouldn't say nonchalant, 
but they they, they allowed it. us they allowed us well i just did yeah they they i mean they were happy to to defend but they uh, there was just no intensity to their play at all they relied heavily on Joao pedro uh, and Izzy Sar. i think they 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 benefited from bringing Kone on for bakuna in the second half but i think that was frustrating they they the watford were just so poor and you know, Wilder's Wilder's going. It's not an ideal situation. He's not going to be there. He won't be no, there. No, no. It's just, uh, but he it's like a side, a side resigned to their fate uh, as you know a mid-table team. They should be getting in the playoffs, uh, but they, you know, and I think that's the most frustrating thing today: the fact that we we had we we you know we had the opportunity uh, to beat them, and we we just didn't put the ball in the back yeah. of the net no, because, we, like Ian we, said, there was plenty in the final third, but we you know we, we needed to be sharper. And the same the same things going to happen up at Sheffield United. You've got to take your chances when they come. Well, I watched them against. Common, I, yeah, I watched a bit of Sheffield United against Cardiff. Not not a lot. Um, and uh, somebody, I think it was uh, El Davido on Twitter, put uh, uh, O'Dowd didn't look interested, so I put nothing new there then. But equally, <laughs> some of the comments that came out were that Sheffield United didn't look all that, but they still whacked four past Cardiff, who you know looked like they're only not going to go down because of the tumbling QPR and the fact that a Wigan and Blackpool are cut adrift. All right, let's get into the... A point about Watford. I mean, Watford are only three points off sixth place. They, yeah. they might, you know, they might be in twelfth position, but they're only three points off sixth place. So, you know, I, I wouldn't write them off with the players they got, and they have had a lot of problems with injuries. But I, I would agree, the general tempo of their performance was very low key. Yeah. Well, if you look at all three relegated sides here, I'm looking at the league table now: Norwich, West Brom, and Watford. They're all nestled there. There's four games to go. West Brom have got a game in hand on all of them. Four games to go. But realistically, those four are looking for that sixth slot. Yeah, because um, Millwall in fifth, they're on 65. Norwich are on 61. So, you know, they've got to win two out of four at least and hope that, uh, and hope that you know, Millwall Coventry's results are lesser. Um, Mark, coming back to you with the lineup. Um, I mean, it, it, well, it was the same team, wasn't it? It was just one change on the bench, which was Wood dropping out for um, for, for Alex Scott uh, to come back in. Um, there was no surprise that he stuck with the same side, really, was it? No, and that was the, you know the team that it, it, it's a settled team, settled shape that did did well. Uh, for the majority of the game against uh, Middlesbrough, so I had no pro- pro- problem with that with uh, James and, and King, uh, you know, at the base of our midfield. Although in the first half it did did tend to pass Andy Vyman uh, by a little bit, uh, playing in front of that. But no, you know, I'm, I'm really we just haven't got the bodies. I think the one thing that came out of Nigel's presser this week, which was quite interesting, is that Joe Williams is back on the grass. You, Possibly, maybe you'll get some minutes and maybe in the last couple of games, you know, being back on the grass uh, means that you're still, a, a, you know, a couple of weeks away at least. So maybe we will see him at the end of the season, either in the uh, QPR game or uh, or the Burnley game. Mm. Uh, t- touch wood, but we haven't got we've got hardly any cover. I mean, the, the next, you know, on midfield you got uh, you got Omar Taylor Clark waiting in the wings, and he didn't get on today. But there's just a lack of bodies there, so the team picks itself still, doesn't it? Really? Well, you say that, but I mean, you got a half Smith, half Smith, half fit Naismith. Try saying that quickly. Half fit Naismith and Scott. Well, that's why he's coming, on the bench. Both coming on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. You know, but then James and King, I guess they're players that are in the, in King's case, twilight of their career. Anyway, let's get into the action. Uh, it was a good start. I mean, we got an early shot away. We got a corner. Uh, I think it was Toby doing the commentary said it's a good start. And then, uh, Ian, we had this free kick routine, which was a complete and utter cluster. You know what? And I tweeted at half time. effectively that goal emanated from that free kick routine. Give me your thoughts on that free kick routine and then take us through the goal, which you described as a circus. And I'll come to you, Mark, as well, but you first, Ian. The free kick routine, which I thought indirectly led to the goal. Yeah, we gave the ball away high up the field, trying to be a little bit 
uh, trying to overplay and be a little bit too clever. Um, and uh, the ball breaks up the field. They get a free kick. Good one um, by Tanner, wasn't it? Got his body there. I mean, that was taking one for the team, wasn't it? Because it was possibly yeah. he got booked later, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, the referee said, well, that's your second one, so you're having a yellow. No mm. problem with that. But uh, their goal, I mean, we don't pick up the runner from the free kick. So they play the free kick. And instead of crossing it into the box aimlessly, they pick out a runner who's made a clever run off the back of whoever was marking him. Jay De Silva didn't follow didn't, his man. Didn't follow him. Then we had two or three players around him, and he was still allowed to cross the ball, uh, and it ran through. Now, Cam Pring was under no pressure whatsoever. So he could have stopped the ball with his left foot, uh, looked up and smashed the ball out of play if he needed to uh, on the on our right side. Instead of that, he tried to clear it through a ruck of players and it's hit Cornick and gone in. So th- th- that was three or four lots of, well, that was at least two, three lots of bad defending in one goal. I mean, it was it, it was a circus, that goal. Yeah, Mark, I mean, I, that free kick routine, it actually, it almost worked, didn't it? And that was the thing about City, it almost came off, yeah? And, you know, we didn't get a chance to use it again. But do, do you agree with me? And I think Ian does to a point that, you know, we lost possession, we conceded the free kick. I think I not disagree with Ian. I'm trying to think back to the goal, which I've seen numerous times in Pring's body position, it wasn't on his left foot. So to clear it with his left foot, he'd have to turn 270 degrees and hit it the opposite way to what he did. Whereas what he did do, he drove it back in to the penalty area, hence it going in off Cornick, which is a bit harsh on uh, our uh, risen yeah, again his, striker. With his left foot. With his left, that's what I mean. It was yeah. He hit it with his left. What, what he, he could control it with his left foot. Yeah, he just lashed at it. it. He lashed and it. then kick it out on the uh, on yeah. the opposite wing. Yeah. What did you think? What did you think, Mark? What 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 were your thoughts? Well, it, both, it, both it, things, it's I mean it, 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 go, it goes wrong at the start because loser plays what is a blind pass with his left foot to the edge of the area, and Sars allowed to to trap the ball on the turn. He's got the silver and uh, uh, the silver's on uh, on his left. Voiman's on his right. He's still able to trap the ball and cross it between them. Neither of them blocks it. They've you know, got their hands behind their back. They don't want to try and handle it. But he's able to pass it across the across the goal. I mean, if <laughs> Pring really rushes it, he's got time to stop it almost, and and he could have he could have played it out. But yeah, he just turns and hits the ball into Cornick. And it's a poor goal, but really we fell asleep and we we let we you know we we let the we let the runner go we let Sar it was Pedro it was Pedro it was Pedro Mark I think not Sar it was Pedro then yeah Yeah, Pedro on the right side and it was Jay that lost him Jay was training yeah well him and Byman were there and he was able to trap the ball and and drive it across the box but then you know Pring Pring he just hacks at it and it's it the wrong way Uh, that's that's you know those them's the breaks but to lose the ball in transition after we're attacking I mean it's happened before and then to go back down seven to lose seventy yards. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's a big risk, but it was just an awful yeah. goal to concede yeah. when we when we started off really well. Yeah, no, we did. And Ian, uh, I mean, we 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 did play, we did play well. I've got chances on the twelfth and seventeenth minute. Jay, uh, he, he didn't look like he had his afterburners in today, but he put in uh, that cross. Cornick did well with a header at the near post, and then Bell he put in a cross, and Wells had a header taken under the bar by uh, Backman. I mean, those were, I wouldn't call them missed. They're not misses. It's just they didn't go in today. On another day, they might have done both of them. Would you agree with that, Ian? Well, the first one that Cornick headed, yeah, the, where he headed it down. That was a that was a good header. And Pat Backman's made a really good save from De Silva's cross, I think that was. Yes, right. Yeah. Um, the one that Naki did, you'd have saved that um, because he, he's more or less lobbed it yeah. with his head. And that, that's, I mean, it, God, if that, if, if Batman had let that in, he needed shooting. Yeah. So, no, I, I, I think the, the, the best saves Batman made was that one from Cornet, because that was a firm glancing downward header. Yeah. And the one from 
Wells with the shot with his left foot in the second half, although I still don't think he hit it quite hard enough. But yeah. it, it was a good save. Yeah. Um, Mark, uh, Max has had his critics and he's had his uh, his people who praise him. We praise him because he's done, you know, he's done lots of uh, good work. But uh, I say it was end to end. You know, it was a, it was an open game at times. But uh, on 24 minutes, Chowdhury to Saar, he was allowed time to put in a shot, parried away by uh, by um, Max. You know, he likes to do those punches, doesn't he? Yeah. I think he was just, it was just strong palms. I mean, it was good play by Chowdhury, parried into the right channel, flicked it back and it opened it up for Saar. I mean, Max holds his position at his near post and blocks it. He's got good strong hands and pushes it out for a corner. I've got no mm. problem with that. A good save. Yeah, Cornick redeemed himself last week with a goal and assist, but uh, he, he did one wayward pass because we do have a habit of giving the ball away and it was just on the half hour when uh, he let Pedro in. He got a lucky let off there, but then uh, Viner, he did a good tackle on uh, Saar as he threatened to break down Jay's side, came across well. But uh, Ian, City had a chance to get that equaliser just before the break and it was a corner uh, do you think Pring should have done better because he was down the other end of the pitch this time and uh, he just didn't do anything with it, did it, when he seemed to have space and it was the right body position for him? How did you see that? Well, he should have headed it, just kept it in play and headed it across the six-yard box. Um, I don't know what he did in the end, but it was almost like a defensive header. Uh, so, uh, you know, that that's maybe... Um, that may be what um, why we are where we are, and 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 why, in, in great respect to Cam, I think he's a really good player, but why he's a defender and not a forward. Uh, so, yeah. but no, no excuses. He's a good enough player to have headed that back across the six-yard box, where one of our players or one of their players might have, might have deflected it into the net. Yeah, but on our first half performance, you'd agree, uh, Ian well worth being level at half-time because it wasn't a bad half for us, really. I I thought we should have won the game. Uh, I mean, there's 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 no two ways about it, but you've got to score goals. And it, it's, it's pointless being in a situation where, you know, you create the chances, but you don't stick the ball in the back of the net. But that's, that's, yeah. look, that's football, and it happens. Yeah. And like you said earlier on, other games, we've played worse than that in other and games. And we've won. Got a win out of it. If you think about it, I think we played better today than when we played away at Preston and we won 2 1. I mean, we could have yeah. easily drawn or lost that game at, at, at Preston. So it, it's just football. It's how it goes. Sometimes the ball just doesn't go in the net. And I've, over the years, and you would have definitely seen it as well. And I can remember games where we've been absolutely battered from start to finish and won 1 0. Yeah. And when oh, we've yeah. done that, We've done that to other teams and lost one nil. Um, so that's just that's just how football goes. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into the second half. Mark, uh, again, we started with a flourish. Vyman to Wells, great shot. He got that shot away. Well saved. Ian alluded to that one, and then uh, Bell put in a cross. And that, well, in fact, it was all in one movement, really, wasn't it? That there was a save, and then the ball. Ended up going across to Bell. He put the cross and Wells again. He had two chances and his header glanced off the post and went the wrong side, i.e. back into play rather than in. Again, do you call those missed chances? Because it's not, you know, he doesn't deliberately try and hit the post. Yeah, it just didn't go in and it was a good save. So is it missed chances or opportunities that went away? How do you see I, those two? I think, I think it's just, you know, when you get those those chances you've got to put them in. That's the difference between a decent side and a side that are challenging uh, for, for, for for promotion. You've got to be sharper when you get them. I mean, Wells was in some great positions today, um, a, a bit unlucky. I mean, the cross cross came in. I think it was uh, it was Vyman did really well down the right. It was deflected to him, and he hit hits the first one. And like like the Cornick uh, header, it's behind Bartman, but he gets very strong hands to it. And then uh, Sam Bell stands the ball back up to the to the back post, and he heads it down well. 
but it's at the base of the post. I mean, there was yeah. a, a linesman's flag. I don't know if he was flagging against Cornick, who was in an offside position, thinking perhaps the ball brushed Cornick on the way through uh, because it, it didn't it didn't touch him. So yeah, Wells was unlucky there. But you've got you know you've got to score in in those in those positions, and uh, and we didn't, and that's just no, we didn't. Just, and we've, and and that's we a difference. For it. And we paid for it. Ian, they, uh, in the early stages of the game, they were mocking rather stupidly, I thought, the fact that Keenan Davis wasn't getting a touch. Yeah. And, you know, he, he, well, Toby actually corrected himself and said, I shouldn't really say that because we'll probably go and score now. But uh, Keenan Davis had a shot uh, that was deflected wide when it looked like it was uh, going to go in. But it was, we were linked with him at some stage, Ian, weren't we? Villa striker. And do you think he's the sort of bloke that would make a difference to us up front? I didn't see much. And in today, did you? Well, the last time he played against us, he was playing for uh, Forest, and he, he smashed Callus to pieces, and he caused us loads of problems. So it could just be an issue of service. If you're playing up front and you're getting lousy service, uh, you know, not the right crosses, uh, not the right balls into your feet. Yeah, he looks. He looks a decent player uh, to me. But when you're playing in that number nine role. I mean, he seems to be able to hold the ball up. He holds it up well when it's played into his feet and he's a big unit. So I, I wouldn't mind getting him on, in on loan as a nine. Um, he didn't have a brilliant game today, but when he played for Forrest, in the, it was probably one of the last games Callas played before he disappeared. Because I know we brought Robbie Cundy on to mark him second half and Robbie Cundy marked him out of the game. Yeah. Um, but, but interesting. Sorry, Ian. Sorry, Ginger. Interesting. You talk about Robbie Cundy because you know everybody said, "Oh, we made a mistake letting him go." But Barnsley won, I think, four-one or something at Forest Green today. Sent them down. He's not even making the starting eleven for them. So he's sort of he's found his level, which was clearly on, wasn't with we, us. We, uh, was he on the bench, Cundy? Yeah, yeah. I think oh, he's okay. the so last he, couple he, of times he's I've looked. Fit then. He's what? He's fit then. Yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah. he's been maybe he's been injured. Um and I'll stick with you in for the second goal and I'll get you to talk about it as well, Mark. Um this Pedro, I, I'm gonna talk about him and players that can affect is it affect or effect the game? Affect this is Gary Johnson is not it? Was it affect or effect? Anyway. Uh, I, I think it's effect, but yeah, I um, think it's effect. All right, let's stick with effect. Then. Maybe you've got but, some uh, journalists, you know, some. Yeah, somebody can, can pick me up on that. Um, Ian, I mean, Pedro cut inside, Cornick, and I think it was King or it might have been James, were just sort of there in the background when I saw the goal at different angles. Um, Max has got to do better with that, though, hasn't he? Well, Zach Viner, for some reason, is has dived to the floor in front of him. Um, and I don't, I didn't see anybody near him. So I'm assuming he's trying to block the ball. And I don't know if, if it, I think it bounced in front of Max, but oh, he, he should be saving that all day long. And other times this season, he has made good saves from shots like that with his feet. And because his reaction golfing is, is good. So, but, but that's keepers. Keeper makes a mistake, ball goes in a net, and all of a sudden, you know, you, 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 we're, we're talking about, about the keeper. Outfield player makes a mistake. Sometimes somebody can come in and mop it up. So, mm. um, once again, it's a little bit like the fact they scored. They didn't play anything like as well as us. Didn't have anything like the amount of possession or shots, but scored two goals. Uh, their two yeah. goals were, were, I have to say, were both defensive errors. It's as simple as that. And Yeah, no, that, you know, that's the difference. That is the difference here. It's defensive errors unforced errors as opposed to the chances that went begging today they weren't yeah. they weren't tap it wide of an open goal were they yeah maybe yeah. Pring was right at the end of the first half he could have done better but you know it was just unfortunate well it sometimes you know that's what a little bit of extra quality will give you i mean if you'd have probably swapped uh, Sar and Joe Pedro over and put them in our team instead of with great respect to our players, then we'd have probably won two now. Yeah, fine margins. Mark, um, you know, when you're talking about the goalkeeper, not every game, but probably 
since the Man City game. We well, that's the that was our uh, was it ninth game since uh, the Man City game. We've only won two out of the last nine now in the league. But you know, do you think we'll now be looking for a number one on the basis of Badgett's not going to come from a loan to a French second division side and displace Max? And do you think Nigel would even try Wiles Richards in a game or even part of a game between now and the end of the season? So the goal and the future of Max O'Leary from your standpoint, Mark? I think he's a little bit unlucky with the goal, but I think he, he can't make up his mind. I mean, he should he should have he should have strong hands in front of him to be able to save the goal at his feet because it it shouldn't really go through him. So he, he mixes up his hands and his feet. Sack Viner, I think, does it and sight him because he he dives across his sight trying to head the ball, but we just give Joe Pedro so much time, uh, and we back off. Cornick should be should be getting closer uh, before he gets a shot away on Max. There's no real competition, is there? Uh, since Bentley's no. got, he's number one. Uh, Wiles Richards, you know, he hasn't he hasn't played at this level. Bajic, I think the only game he's had this season against Lincoln, and was he? I was away for that game. I don't know if he. I think he didn't have a great game against Lincoln. Well, so nobody did. He's, but you're, he's, you're... <laughs> he's, he's not he's not ready, and we'd have to see what he's like in pre-season. But I think we're going to have to sign another keeper in the summer to yeah. challenge to challenge Max. But I don't expect uh, Wiles Richards to get any minutes unless Max gets injured between yeah. now and the end of the season. It'd be nice sure to try and find another Nicky Manpar, wouldn't it? You know, is an out of contract. Mature player, you know. I mean, look at Fraser Forster. Who's, is it? Who's the one who's come back in for Wrexham? Uh, ben Foster. Ben, ben Foster, Foster. Fully enough, he he was on loan at City. Uh, he was understudy to uh, to Steve Phillips um, in the early in the early two thousands. Was he? Uh, really? Yeah, I mean, we had we had him on loan. We had Wayne Hennessy on loan as well, and Boaz Myhill, who went uh, who ended up all three players ended up playing Premier Premiership football. It's another one, none of them more as but, well. Yeah, but yeah. none of them none of them played in the first team. They were just brought in as backup to Steve Phillips on on multiple loan yeah, deals. Good old, but, uh, good old Oh, he was at Stoke. He was at Stoke at the time, I think. Ben Foster, mm. didn't he? But yeah, yeah. he's back in at forty. Saved a penalty in the last minute. Gets a big yeah. hug from Ryan Reynolds. What more could you want? I know, I know. Ian, um, some one of the comments on uh, Otib Cornick was hauled off after fifty-five minutes because maybe he was finger was being pointed at him by uh, the manager for not being tight on uh, Pedro. I think Mark's already alluded, and I've seen it. Somebody put a little clip of it on Twitter that Scott uh, did well with a dribble out of defence, and then not long after coming on, he had a um, he, he typically won a free kick, uh, you know, to keep his position at the top of the most foul players in the, the division. But other than that little dribble and a couple of other little touches in the remaining four games that we've got, Ian. Shouldn't Scott, to justify the twenty million plus price tag, should he not be influencing a game in the way that Pedro did for them? Because I recall late on in the game, very late on, Pedro got the ball on the byline, you know, and as well as being involved in both their goals and whatnot, got the ball on the byline and sort of wiggled his way past five. You think, God, he looks a good player, and he's going to be on his way. And if you know Pedro, if Scott's worth twenty million. Well, that guy's worth a lot more. But am I wrong? It's one of my long questions here. Am I long uh, wrong, Ian, expecting, wanting to expect more of Scott in terms of being able to affect the game? Uh, not, not today, you're not. And the thing is, the kid's 19, Dave. Now, Joe Pedro's older than that, and Watford bought him for a lot of money, and Newcastle were going to buy him for about 25 million quid, and it all fell through for some reason. Um, but I, I think um, with Alex, I th- I'd start him against Sheffield United. Um, yeah. There's no point in having an asset like that and not start it, whereas I wouldn't start Naismith because he looks nothing like fit. I mean, he, he looks, at best, I'd say 60%, 70% fit. So he's going to be on the bench. Uh, Callas and Williams won't be available for uh, the Sheffield United game. No. They may be available for the Rotherham game. And once again, they'll both go back on the bench. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd start in my play 4-3-3 against Sheffield United and I'd attack them because 
for parts of that uh, game today, um, Cardiff were the better side and they were a goal up. Now, yes, okay, that, that that's what good sides do. They come back and they win games and they score goals. Um, and what we've got to do at Sheffield United is stop them getting going. But no, I think it's unfair to compare Alex Scott at 19 to Joe Pedro. I mean, when I, I mute the mic, I'll Google how old Joe Pedro is and what his background is. But no, and they're different players. But I, I'd love to okay. see... I'd love to see um, Alex Scott. I think he should. I've, we've said all along this season, or I've, I've said it. I won't speak for anybody else that he should get more goals and assists. But that's nothing different from what Alex says about himself. Because you're a very mature young man, like like yes. we all are. Conway Bell. I love listening to him because they're bright kids, and they're they, you know that they, they realize how lucky they are. That's what I like about them, and they're sensible. Yeah, they've, so, not got, they've not got an edge. They've not got that uh, no. self-right, not self-righteous, but that self-satisfied smugness that comes with certain young players that have achieved absolutely nothing in the game. Um, Mark, it was interesting Hello. hearing Ian's view on Scott. Do you think Scott would benefit? And it's picking up on what somebody's, it's picking up on what Pullin said on the text feed on here. Uh, that's why Scott needs to stay in the championship to uh, improve his end product. We've got him under contract until 2025. Do you think it's feasible that somebody buys him and then loans him back to us to get another season of championship football underneath him? Or do you think somebody might buy him and then could loan him to another bigger club than us in the championship? What do you think about that? I don't see the the point and the, the, the teams that are likely to, to be able to, uh, to, to buy Alex Scott won't want to loan him back. I mean, he, unless he does a does like a uh, a Jack Clark uh, did, and and you know disappears it it uh, it spurs, and then uh, you know gets loaned out a few times before he eventually ends up it uh, uh, eventually ends up at Sunderland. So you know if some you know a top four top five club was to do that, you know as one as one for the future. But I don't think clubs have got the money to do that now, really. After no. COVID, you want players who, who are ready to go. So you'll be looking, at, you know, at a, a team perhaps who've gone, who, who are going to get promoted, who've got, who've got the money, uh, or you know, I, I'd see him being ideal at a club like Leicester City or even perhaps Brighton. Uh, well, he, yeah. you know, they're great at polishing uh, bright young things and bring him on. You've only got to look at Evan Ferguson, who's been outstanding for Brighton now, Iris, Iris centre forward. But I think with, with Scott, I think he would have performed better if he was able to play in that forward role, in those pockets of space with somebody like Carl Naismith playing him in. But he hasn't been able to do that because of injuries. He, more often than not, he, he's either played out of position sometimes. We played a 3-5-2 on the, on the right as right wing back and mm. had to fill in there or played at the base of midfield in a 4-2-3-1 where he's much better playing, uh, you know, in, 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 in the three uh, as the guy, you know, as the guy in the middle. He, he can dribble well. I think he just lacks. Uh, he needs, you know, his, 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 his shooting needs to be better, but he gets into those forward positions and you, you can see, you know, he's, he's, he, turned the, he, he wins tackles, win that tackle in his yeah. own half today, beating those players. That's what he's capable of doing. Um, I want to give him every he's support. He's got to do more of it. He's going to be an enabler. He's, you know, that... He'll, we'll no, he's destined, he's destined for well, the he'll top. Get, we'll get yeah. 20, we'll, we'll get the bids. I, do, I, do, I feel he will go. There's a, I think there'll be 20 million plus add-ons and that will free up money that can enable us to buy, you know, four, four or five decent replacements. And we're not going to be spending well, big money. We'll, who, we'll who, be, who, interested, who be interested to watch that. Just sticking with you as well, Mark, Ian said about um, Naismith didn't look fit and his passing range was all over the shop. Uh, in the uh, it was a bit better than it was against Middlesbrough, but we're setting the bar low. Not a lot, that was a very low bar, <laughs> but it was interesting. I think it was Trevor Chalice who was doing the assistant commentating today, and Naismith yeah. hadn't uh played any under Toby 21, games. hadn't played for the under yeah. 21s. And yeah. Chalice said, Oh, well, it's all about coming back and getting in the first team, uh, into the group and whatnot. And you know, we're old enough to remember back in the day when you know, if a player was injured. Right, he play a couple mm. of football combination games. Now we're not in a combination now, but you're allowed to play overage players, and you know, can you get f- 
match fit just by doing training? Would it have been better? It didn't not make any that that made no sense whatsoever no. with the intensity of Championship football and knowing what a key player uh, Naismith is. I mean, because of his injuries, he he's you know he's missed a lot of the season. Uh, I mean, we're told that he was going to be back in ten days for the first one, and we didn't see him for for, for, for four weeks. months because well, yeah. ten weeks plus plus the World Cup, and then the second one he was going to be back or just after the international break, and then you could add another three weeks on top of that. Yeah, I'd like. To, I think he needs to get his. He needs to improve his fitness. I think that would have been ideal, and uh, an under twenty three fixture, which wouldn't have been his. Is hopefully wouldn't have been his physical, giving him a chance. You know, to get some sprints in. Even you know, if he played City, half an under, even well, if he played City, half an hour. City need a functioning Cal Naismith because he's the best creative player we got. I mean, the the the, the only other the other player. I mean, Matty James has done has done quite well. Uh, you know, with limitations, I think he's been great at the base and midfield. But with him, I mean, him and uh, and uh, Andy King have got a combined age of about sixty-seven, haven't you? So you, you know, there's not really, yeah. you're yeah. not going to be a lot of shelf life. Yeah. Shelf life there, Joe Williams. Sure, you know, he's yeah. you can't you can't okay. build you can't build a, you can't build a side round Joe Williams with his with his injuries. Mm. So no. we're going to need which is worrying because we got him for. We got him for another year. Well, we're going to need we're going to need some fresh fresh blood there. And, and uh, Ian's alluded to the fact that if you go for League One and two players, they're not going to be better. They're not going to have the fitness. Got. So you you've got to think that they're going to they're going to be shopping abroad. Hopefully, you know you bring you bring Are in we? some really uh, well. They're not. We're not going to be able to bring in talent from to just League One and Two. I think that's a, a that's it's a big worrying. risk. It's worrying. Well, based right, on this... our based based yeah. on our track record of bringing players through and, and them getting injured very quickly, I think <sighs> the only the only player this... who's adapted very well and we miss him like stink at the moment. And if you know because of his that? bloody ill discipline, is Mark Sykes. That would have been ideal with it with his running power. The last he, couple of games, he would have been I good. Know, but, but he's he's but he's stupid. He's all right. Cost him, it's not all which that. cost him. Well, no, but he's adapted well. A player, you know, who, who come from League One, promising. I mean, look at his body. He's body probably weight. he's been a decent signing, all right. For but what, but he's you know, he but he does. hasn't been out injured. He, he's just no, missed seven games. Just got because himself of rank sent stupidity. off by a stupid reaction. All right, Ian twice. Ian, <laughs> Mr. Vyman today, I tweeted sarc- deliberately, sarcastically. I put another captain's performance. I can't believe he. <laughs> He kept on the blinking pitch. I I tweeted at half time, you know, get Mametti. Because when Mametti came on, he managed to get himself a yellow card and he needs to bulk up a bit and have a little bit of strength. But, you know, what did you think of Andy Vyman today, Ian? In fact, I think you said he got in the way. That was your comment on Twitter, wasn't it? Yeah, Andy Andy didn't have a great game today. And he had one of those games where if he needed to be at point B, he was at point A and vice versa. Um, I wouldn't start him. I'd put him on the bench along with Cornick uh, at Sheffield United on um, Tuesday because I think we're going to need to make some changes from Tuesday to Saturday because, let's be honest, Saturday is the, mo- is the more winnable game against Rotherham. Yeah. Uh, just because I said that, we'll get, we'll get beat through. They now, lost, but... didn't they? They lost 3-1 at home to Luton today or they certainly lost them today. Yeah. They lost. I think it was three 0 but it doesn't matter. Yeah. But but I lost. I think, yeah. I mean, the point you were making about players. What well, I don't care if the if the players we sign are in their thirties, but they've got to play more than thirty games a season. So if you're trying to build a team, uh, and you've got four to six players, key players, injured at all times, and you've got a squad of twenty three, twenty four, it's not going to work. So. You can put Williams, James, and Naismith in the thirty games a season at most club. Yeah, and and you could probably put Andy King in that. Although there is some talk about Kingy retiring, but Nigel Pearson doesn't want him to. He wants him to stay on as a player coach. And I think Andy King was as good as anybody else in midfield today. And his combination with James and his calmness did a lot to keep us on the front foot. In the first yeah. half, so I'd be yeah. starting him again um, in midfield out of necessity uh, on on Tuesday night. Um, and I agree with what you were saying about Cal Naismith on the um, 
Carl Naismith on the bench because he he's not going to, you know, you can't start him because he's not he's clearly not fit enough. Or if you start him, uh, you're going to have to get him off at half time. Yeah, which might be better to start him and take him off, or have him or bring him rather than bring him on as a sub. Let's say you had him and he came on after forty minutes and then broke and he came on as a sub for somebody after forty minutes. You're better off saying right, go out and play, and then you know we'll take you off at half time anyway. What you don't want is to bring somebody like him on who something happens to him with 10 minutes to go and you're hanging on to a 1-1 draw or something like that. But, um, okay, so Sheffield United Tuesday night. That's not going to be easy up there. But, you know, you never know. But our best chance of winning a game, as you said, Ian, is um, is against uh, is against Rotherham uh, next week. Um, okay, um, Mark, uh, there's some people, some people on the... The line feed. Steve has said, we aren't buying ourselves into the top six. However, the Premier League dreamers hope we do. We need to build from a plan and culture, which is what we are doing, and with a very good man to do it. <sighs> I said at the before we went, went live, I, looking at next season and looking at the fact that there are certain clubs in that top six now, Luton, Coventry and Millwall. If we can't emulate them next season, right, and that means getting into the playoffs or in the top eight, and you might be in the playoffs one week and then drop out. Yeah, but if you look at teams seven and eight, they're not parachute clubs. Then the next three are the teams that got relegated last season, if I've got that correct. But, Mark, do you think I'm being a, you know, I'm being a glory hunter by saying, you know, we we must be at least, at the very least, in the top eight next season. Otherwise, it's failure. Well, we got we've got to be a lot higher higher at the league. I mean, you can't just say complain about you know uh, teams relegated from the from the Premier League when you have got you know the likes of Norwich and Watford who you aren't even in the top six top six at the moment. Uh, West Brom. Not on the top six, although all three sides have still got a chance of getting of getting sixth place. That then they're not there, and with the wage bill, Luton's is a lot lower than ours. Millwall's got to be comparable. Coventry's got to be lower with their problems. Preston certainly is going to be lower or similar, and and, and Blackburn as well. And they're all competing, uh, you know, for 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 the playoffs. So based on uh, you know, based on our wage bill and and some of the players that we've had available, we should be doing better. But I mean, it's going to be all change next season because players will be leaving: Masengo, Callas, De Silva, possibly some of the youngsters. And, Taylor Moore as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, forgot about Taylor Moore. Perhaps, possibly on your Edwards, who's been at Ross County, probably forgotten all about him uh, as well. So, you know, it's going to be. We we just don't know. It's going to. It's, we're going to have to start again. Uh, you know, with a lots with lots of replacements uh, post post Alex Scott. The problem we had this season is that apart from those first eight games, we just can't score. We, we you know our goal scoring is very poor. You know, we scored forty eight goals, sixteen of those were in the first eight games. You know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist. Where we have improved is the fact that we've only conceded fifty two goals, and we ended up conceded. I've said this seventy in the last, podcast, last season. Wasn't we it? conceded seventy seven. So I think the change to a back four and that it's been fairly fairly settled has seen a, a, an improvement there, especially since the West Brom game. Where we were probably earning. I think it was up to. Uh, the Middlesbrough game I worked out it was like 1.64 as opposed to something like 1.1. 1. 1. Uh, so we, there's been a there's been a, a vast improvement and we've been unbeaten at home since the West Brom game, but we're, we haven't troubled well, the top at six apart year. from that yeah. early stage. At home only, this year. But we've won only won eight games. We have got to improve our our home form. Uh, you're going to have to get have 11, 12 wins, you know, to 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 you know to get in to get into the top six. Well, you got to win side, 20 plus. You got to win. Yeah, but with the sides that are there, David, you can't. You know, when you've got the likes of Coventry, Millwall, and Luton at the moment in the top and six, Preston. Luton. Well, Luton, uh, Preston. Well, Preston are eighth, but they're you know they're level on points. Luton, Luton will finish. Luton will finish third or fourth. Uh, Coventry have got a chance. You know, good young manager in, in Mark Robbins. Lots to admire there. 
Uh, Blackburn changed Tony Mowbray and went for Jan Dahl Thomason. If their home form hasn't been, you know, hasn't been off a cliff, uh, they've they've lost several games at home this season. They 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 would have they would have been. They'd in, still be up there challenging for the top it, two. But we should be doing better. But we've yeah. got to start all over again because there's going to be about five, six, seven, seven departures, and we've just got to hope that the recruitment's better because it yeah. hasn't been these last few seasons. So yeah. we've, you know, but if the likes of I mean, look. Vincent Company was told, um, obviously they had they had the money, but he was given a three year plan. He had to ch- he had to you know he had to change uh, the way the team had played. He's he's wheeled and dealed, uh, you know, brought in brought in some bargains, and they're actually playing football. Uh, there's hope for us all, isn't there? So let's let's hope let's hope yeah. some of recruitment's better. I, I, Ian, you know, people are getting their excuse. I mean. You're, you're not one to give excuses. None of us are. We don't give excuses. We just want success in some, some shape or form. And Ian, you said we need a squad of 28 because that's two lots of 11 and six to carry off the injuries. Well, bloody loot. None of those sides have got squads of 28 players. So is there an intrinsic problem with us and injuries? I mean, it's like we said this before. We seem as though we're the only club that suffered you know, we read certain things. Oh, we're the only club that have suffered problems linked to COVID. Yeah. Do we have a right to expect more? Well, um, we brought Dave Rennie in and he's improved it from where we, we were under Andy Rolls because at one point in uh, the Holden Pearson season, which is Nigel Pearson's first bit of a season, uh, we had, at one point we had 21 players injured. So it's better than that. But you can't have both. You can't have long-term injuries. And, and lots of teams get a lot, lot uh, long-term injuries. I mean, Watford have, had, have suffered from long-term injuries. They're back. Just to confirm on Joe Pedro, uh, Watford bought him for £30 million, um, and he's 21. So Scott's got a couple of years to go to catch oh. up on him. Okay. Um, but, but no, look. If you've got to do one thing here, if you can say, right, yeah, we're going to stop getting injuries and everybody's going to be an ever present, and that absolutely never happens. So that's fantasy island. So let's throw that away. It did, though, back in um, 76, didn't it? I think eight, seven of them, six were ever present in that team, weren't they? Different, different, different world, Dave. Of different course. world. Yeah, it's, definitely. Looking back and saying, look, in, in the Roman times, the life expectancy was 25 or something. It's, it's a different world now. And football's different. Well, you know, you're not mm. going to get players now saying, "Well, look, you'll have to go out there and play. We'll get, we'll whack a cortisone injection in your knee, and then the bloke's 45, 50 years old, and he looks about 65, and he's walking on sticks." So, mm. but look, those days are gone, thank God. Uh, um, but no, I mean, if we've got players where we're going to have problems with injuries, and, and we know it, and it's What's happening? Somebody's shuffling paper or something. Yeah, that's me doing um, it. <laughs> well, well, put your mic on mute then. Um, it's play, it's play, play Joker. No, look, yeah. I, I think it, if you've got that, so if you say, well, we can't cure that, so we need more players. Now, I'm going to ask Brian Tinian this when, when we see him next week. Um, I'm going to uh, ask him how what, what's going to happen to make the squad stronger and better because he might say, "Well, look, we're only going to sign four if Scotty goes," which is what he said on uh, to Jeff Twentyman. Yeah. Um, because we've got three lads coming through, in addition to the ones we've got from um, the under twenty ones, and and they're going to be well capable of playing ten or fifteen games a season. And everybody's got a different idea. I mean, uh, pulling one here said we need about seven. Uh, there's a, a guy on Twitter called Ginger HQ, and he says we need 10. Um, so I think it depends. That's when people say, well, how do you think we'll do next season? I said, well, let's see what the squad is in uh, August, September. Yeah. Because don't forget, the transfer window doesn't shut until September um, the 1st. So l- let's see who's here then, because that's yeah. who you've got, barring signing free agents. That's who you've got. In, until the 1st of January. Yeah. So you, you've got to crack on with it. But I do think one of the things that we can do 
is loans. And if you look at the clubs well, at the top of this division, mm. look at Middlesbrough. That lad, or uh, that lad Ramsey, Jacob Ramsey. Yeah, he was actually and Archer, and Archer as well. Yeah, and Archer. Yeah, they bring off the bench. Yeah, you know they're they're absolutely exceptional players. But they, they, they had go a couple. Out and they, get they had a couple. Today, well, more than a couple today. Watford, didn't they? But our manager doesn't like to do that. And Ian, I'll ask well, you a quick question. No, they, they, Every... Before before I forget to say it. You have. We may not be able to afford players from Aston Villa squad. That could be a reason for it. So Pearson might be saying, "Well, look, I, I don't want Aston Villa's fourth choice mid, you know, under twenty-one midfield. No. I want a player who's. Um, I, I want a player uh, who's who is going to improve the squad. And if he looks at these other players, think, well, he's no better than Tommy Conway, uh, Harry Leeson." or uh, any of the younger lads, then I, I totally agree you shouldn't bring them in. But if you can bring in <coughs> one or two, and the money from Scott might give us the ability to do it and stay within a budget, then I think we should. Because, you know, if, if you, listen, if we brought in another Tammy Abraham up front, what a difference that could make. And, and we're only, it's not like we're going to miss the playoffs by 30 points. We're gonna, In the end of the season, we're going to miss them by about, Ten. I don't know, 10 yeah. Something like that. 15. So 15. It, it, well, it depends on how many games we win, but because uh, we be the most city thing in the world to lose to Rotherham and beat beat Burnley. Oh. But being being realistic, yeah, yeah. So you, you in one way you can Nigel Pearson said himself, we're a long way from where I want us to be. But then during this week he said, When you look, there's only a nine point gap. So we're that not that far away. So he seems to be coming round to thinking more positively about where the squad is. And I think a lot of that is the younger players. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I just wonder whether, Mark, I don't know what your view is on this, because Ian's often said, and it's fact, that players, Brian Tinian's hinted that players they want to buy coming out from League One, League Two, that have played 200 games, yeah? They struggle to get up to the fitness. Personally, I would sooner see us blood more youngsters that, will have a required level of fitness and have them as backups to some better quality players because we're doing the usual thing at Bristol City. You know, we're signing eight players at five grand a week rather than four players at 10 grand a week and having good youngsters, of which there does appear to be a plentiful supply coming through in all areas of the pitch, yeah? Mm. Do you think this buying lower down is a good idea? And a question that I'll ask... Brian, and it's not that we've got this special access to Brian Tinney, and Brian Tinney and his speaker this week at uh, the Senior Reds lunch on uh, Thursday. But I'm going to ask Brian, has he, would he, is he going to rule out any overseas signing? So Mark, for you, better to promote youngsters and buy quality than, and, and also, do you see us going abroad? Ian alluded to it earlier, but what do you think on those two points? I, I think it's risky bringing in players, a lot of players from League One and Two. Um, like I said, especially if you look at our track record in the last couple of seasons of injuries and bringing through George, George, you know, Tanners and and Kane Wilsons. They, you know, they both had, had had long injuries during the season, which doesn't back it up. And Kane Wilson, you know, was the uh, was League Two's Player of the Year. We really thought that this was a chance for him to to shine. Uh, after an outstanding season at Forest Green, and, and it it just didn't didn't happen. Um, oh, Mark's side has probably been the be the best of the crop, but I think it goes to: Do we want to get loan players in? Every other club has done it, but you've got to have money. I think you'd be looking for the 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 loaning club to subsidise you to some extent, but then of course there's got to be an agreement for that. So. It, it it would mean a change of policy for City because if you've got you wouldn't be looking for just one player you might be looking for two two or three uh, that City would need really to make a difference. Yeah. Do they do that over the players that they're bringing through? Are they going to be strong enough? I mean, this season we've been very lucky because we've had one breakout. We've not one breakout star in Tommy Conway. We've had two with Sam Bell. But yeah. it's midfield. I thought Sam did really well today. I'm not yeah, his yeah. But it's been it's mid, it, 
it's midfield where we got a problem where we, because we haven't, uh, you know, we haven't, we, we, we really need, I think we need two or three volleys in, in there. All right. Plus, plus we, we need, we need a couple of centre forwards because, uh, you know, Andy Feynman had his outstanding season last season. Uh, I hate to say this, I think come August we're going to be sat there and we'll probably end up, we won't have the 28 that Ian says we need, but we'll be sat there with 22 and it'll be like the England team will forever be arguing about what is the best eleven and what is the best formation? Because they're all well. We need we need we need we need somebody with with, with I mean, look, you know we need somebody physical like a Chris Martin. But yeah, who yeah. can also hold the ball up and you know. Well, if, let's, if, see if we're get, a, let's see if we're playing a four-two-three-one. You know, you need that player who could hold the ball up and those three to come in behind because we got we have got. We're, we're going to have a lot of players next season. It's not going to be the twenty-eight that. It, but you the, don't want bums on seats if you buy well, a lot of know, players and leave one on. Lads, lads, please don't both That's talk at the same, same time because we're well. We're, we're trying trying to talk. You know, we've had in the last few seasons, we've taken a punt on the likes of Isa and Adelakan did poorly. Sammy Smodix didn't do well for us. He went backwards again, did well at Peterborough. I think he's had injuries at, at Bratburn. Maybe he's suffering from the transition into the championship, but he did he did very well having gone backwards to to earn a. Uh, a very, you know, a, a good transfer deal there. But our record, you know, taking the chance on players in League One and Two isn't good. Maybe a couple of young gems, yes, but buying three or four, I, I, you know, I think that's a that's very risky. What do you think, Ian? If if we sign, what, what, oh, sorry, you you're going on so long there, Mark. I lost track of what you were saying. Do you, do you think we? We'll, I I think we we need to sign. Depending on who goes, if those three go out the door, I think we'll need at least six yeah. to make the squad bigger or stronger. Now, whether they're perms or loans, whether they're uh, British or foreign, honestly, couldn't care less. It, it's the quality, not the nationality, not the age, not the height, not the weight. Uh, and we've got to sign them in the right positions. We need two, at least two centre-backs, because don't forget, Atco's not going to be back in contention until... October, uh, probably, October, probably. Yeah. could be longer, um, because wh- when did he? When did we play Sunderland? And he, he did his January, right? Now he wouldn't have had the operation until February. Uh, so what have you got then? You have got uh, six months, March, August. April. It's October. It's October. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's probably going to be October before he's back. So, um, and and I I much prefer Cam bring it left back. You need to play there because it looks very much like Jay's leaving. So you, you need to bring in the players, but my fear, if we don't bring in Premier Loans, is on quality, because I can't see how the quality is going to be as good no. as, as, a, as a, an 8 million centre-half. Admittedly, you know, you might say, well, if we bring a lad in from League One, at least he might play a few games. Um, but that's not fair. So you've got eight million centre half, a twenty-five million midfield player, and, and a three million pound fullback. Yeah, no, and, you're right. You know how are they going to? I just don't see how they're going right. to be improve the quality or or the depth. If it's all right, you won't improve the depth by one, but that ain't the kind of improvement it needs. With either that or cure all the injuries, but that is just impossible. Yeah. No, okay. Look, we're talking about uh, quality and stuff like that. It's been announced, or he announced it himself this week, that uh, a legend of local radio, Jeff Twentyman, is uh, leaving. Uh, he's retiring, uh, I think. Uh, Mark, you've probably had as much to do. I've, I've met Jeff several times, but you've probably met him more than me, Mark. I mean, he has been a beacon of consistency, impartiality, uh, he asks the tough questions a lot of the time when he's interviewed the likes of uh, Mark, Mark Ashton, Ashton and stuff like that. I mean, <laughs> um, is Jeff going symptomatic of, you know, maybe BBC cutbacks? Are we going to have the same level of coverage? And your words on Jeff as well, because he's a legend I've, in this field. Yeah, I mean, uh, impartial, uh, absolutely outstanding. I mean, I, I think I first spoke with him in 1999 and he's, had, he's been put up me ever since. He even, uh, I was lucky enough to be my sister's uh, best man at my sister's wedding because her ex-husband's best man dropped out and I suddenly had this whim one lunchtime. Why don't I ask Jeff to record a message? He duly recorded it on cassette and we played that 
uh, in 2000, you know, with recorded intro music, you know, the top top of the show music. He did a speech. There were some highlights from our, I think it was our uh, auto windscreens game against uh, uh, semi-final against Exeter, you know, the, the season we lost to Stoke. Yeah. And I would say that he's been the best supporter in that capacity of West Country sport in the last 30 years. Uh, he yeah. is that good. But I think it's, somebody called The Journalist, I think, posted this on OTIB, that it's because he works in the studio and he's like the link. He's not uh, somebody who's he's commentating on the game. It's maybe endemic of something that the BBC, you know, that type of role is 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 disappearing. Uh, you know, from 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 live rate live radio, but he's made such a contribution. Uh, yeah, he has. Wonderful friend to West Country Sport gives you know, regardless of whether it's Yeovil, uh, City Rovers, Bristol Bears, Bath Rugby, equal airtime, and we're very lucky at regional radio that people can get can get airtime and talk passionately about their local club because we got enough plastic fans walking around Bristol. You don't you get. You know, and we're able to talk passionately about our club, and he will, he will have, he will patiently listen and give you the, the chance to put, uh, to put <clears> your <throat> view across. Um, no, that's I hope true. His, I hope his successor uh, gives that chance, but we we won't see the. I I don't know whether you know you talk about his successor. There never be. I don't think we'll see. Be some, another, no, there will never be another right Jeff. And I no. I'm reading between the lines. I think the BBC are looking to to save money as well. So the level of coverage that, that we get, I'll be interested to see what that looks like next season. Ian, what are your, what are your memories and thoughts of uh, Jeff? I mean, you're, you're regular on, uh, on his show uh, and, and, and whatnot, but um, you know, end of an era really, isn't it? Yeah. It is the end of an era. And, and I, I would agree with Mark. The interesting thing will be to see if he's replaced because if he's, not replaced um I, I would think you'd get somebody like richard red would would do the sound of the city program um you don't need a, an editor of sport to do that program but whether he's replaced at all is um it, it will be the interesting thing because there are they are making a lot of cutbacks at the bbc and in, in local radio in particular so and it'll be a great shame if it goes away because a lot of people they're not computer savvy they're not phone savvy and radio bristol is their only outlet for listening to the games if they can't go and that applies to a a, a lot of people people that work on a saturday or uh, older people that they rely on it it's their it's their link and it, and it gives them still some connection to the club and and i think that'll be the interesting thing for me i mean obviously uh, Jeff retiring. I know he's a keen golfer. I know he wants to get up and watch Liverpool and a few other other things he wants to do. And he wants to spend time, with his well. yeah. spend time with his family like we all do. So I, I wish him the best of luck. I, he was always unbiased. Um, we, we, we've had our run-ins at times over the years, but in fairness, when he was uh, wrong a couple of times about took what I said the wrong way, he was gracious enough to ring up and apologise um, yeah. and, and vice versa. So, you know, I wish him all the best, uh, and I hope it all goes. Uh, I hope it all goes well for him. But you, yeah. you never know; he might uh, he might do a Neil Warnock and make a comeback. You never well, know. I, 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 I'll tell you what; I, I, you, you never know. He, he might come on our program if we asked him nicely. You never know. Well, he might. But if things have happened, David, there we are. Yeah, he could take over from for me. You. He could take over from me doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I brought somebody in this week. Yeah, you'll know he'll do well. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it, no, he will be. I mean, you know, we're old enough to remember, uh, as I'm sure a lot of people listening now, you know, Roger Malone, and then used to be Peter Godsiff. I mean, Richard Latham, same age as me, and Graham Russell, David Foot, all the journalists, and it's all changing. It is literally all changing now, and you know, local stuff. I mean, what we're doing, well, just what we're doing here, you know, the fact that we're able to do this live, anybody can do what we do, you know, it's it's dead easy to put out content, I think is a word that uh, people in the media uh, use, you know, and um, yeah, so no, we'll, we'll miss Jeff. And uh, I say his last programme, which is a Sound of the City, is May the 22nd. So yeah, be, I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's almost like, I mean, it's, you know, you've watched, you've watched uh, 
Jeff Stenen on Sucker Saturday. It's almost like being a conductor and you've got to hold it all together. Yeah. Uh, you know, whilst you're, you're doing all of those links, you're doing links to all the grounds, plus you're bringing in, uh, you know, you're bringing in feeds from, from Radio 5 Live. So it's a hell of a job. You know, the, is, the pressure must be immense. To, to it's bad enough dealing it. with four of you when we do this sometimes. I mean, when it's just the three of us, it's dead easy to Nice manage. to you, David. And we got and we got the little text feeds on here as well. But uh, no, but look, that's been that's been good. Okay, well, look, it's time to uh, wrap up. Play uh, just for today. Stop play for today. Uh, <laughs> I am hopeful that my fire alarm, because I've taken the battery out totally, <laughs> it's not going to be throwing a fit. But I think that's gone. That was my drama uh, this weekend, and we'll be doing our stuff on the Sheffield United game on Wednesday morning at nine thirty. For those who want to listen, but Ian, Mark, thank you as always for your contribution. Everybody who's uh, listened. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you all next time or speaking with you. We don't see you, do we? So have, no. a, good, have a good few days until the next time. And I hope you enjoy listening to this episode. All the best. Take care, care everybody. Thank you very much Please for know. listening. And uh, yeah, here's to, uh, here's to three points at Bramall Lane. Ever, ever yeah. the optimist. All right. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts throbbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead, get up, get up, get out of bed, cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red, live, love, laugh and be happy, what if I've been blue, now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When the red, red robins are bob, bob, bobbing along. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.